Warning, this is a message from the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. They're working on it. Reminding you to watch before you listen. This show is full of spoilers and we literally talk about every scene in the movie. Also, we use some not-so-super language, so maybe make your kids go outside and play for a little while so you can listen to two grown men talk about people in costumes fighting other people in costumes in peace. Hello, citizens. Welcome to the Fortress of Potitude. I'm Dave Michaels. I'm Brian Betts. And we are the Cape Podcasters. This is a show where we talk about a Superman. Just that. That's all we talk about this time. This time. This time. It's, sometimes other stuff. There's sometimes other stuff. Sometimes there's there's super women. Not this time. Not this time. Nope. We got an evil woman who's kind of super. Yeah. No, she's pretty super, actually. Yeah. She's definitely evil. Certainly is. And then we have Lois Lane. Who she's, she's back. There. Mario Kidder's yep. back. Superman 2, by the way. Superman is, the, is today's film. Directed by Richard. That's a great way to put it. I was going to say directed by Richard Donner? Question mark? Yeah. Huh? Released in 1980 or 2006? Depending on when you look at it. Yeah. This film is notorious for how it was made. Yeah. From the production standpoint. Crazy. And we hinted at it a bit in our Superman episode. Yeah, a little Go bit. back, give it a listen. But this is the real deal. This is Superman 2. This is the absolute shit show that is this movie. <laughs> it's bonkers. It's crazy. We say it's directed by Richard because Richard Donner, who directed Superman 1, was fired from Superman 2 after they shot about 75%, 75. of it. Yeah. What yeah. I read. And they shot Superman and Superman 2 simultaneously at the same time. That's nuts. Completely nuts. It's insane. Especially because this, what, this is the first superhero movie to come out since Batman. Yeah, pretty much. Those scummy, scummy Salkinds. Oh, boy. They're back. Those producer Ugh. shits. Sal, they... unkind, more like. Oh. Got him. They burned Richard Donner in Superman by telling him that he was going over budget and never, ever telling him what the budget, what the budget actually was. Yeah. was. And then here, they bring in Richard Lester to direct the second unit. That's kind of the way I understood it. So they had to work hand in hand together. Well, what, the way I saw it was that because they were shot simultaneously, he yeah. had already gotten 75% of it done. They put a pause on production right. to see how Superman fared at the box office yeah. before they continued. But that's when the whole Marlon Brando lawsuit came into play and it became an issue. So they were like, all right, well, we're going to do Superman 2 without Brando. And yeah. that's when Donald Brando was like, sued for, because you're supposed to get, what, 11% of the gross or yeah, something, something insane like that? Insane like that. Mm-hmm. In, after his three million or whatever, yeah, 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 and I know that him and Gene Hackman had just big dollar deals of to be in this th- these movies. Yeah, so they actually filmed their stuff up front right. to get them out of the way, so they could just go off and do other projects eventually. Yeah, and after Brando sued, they just took all the Brando footage out. The Salkind was the Salkinds were like in the Lester version. They took all the Brando. Footage we're gonna out. we're gonna not use your footage then. And then Donner had a problem with that, so they just uh, they fired him. Yeah, via like Telefax. Yeah. Nuts. It's the equivalent of getting broken up with via text, text message. Yeah. They basically texted Dick Donner and said, no, we're good. Poop emoji. <laughs> Poop emoji. <laughs> thought the thing was chocolate yogurt for the longest time. Oh, all right, TJ Miller. I feel Gross. dirty. I feel so dirty. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> the backstory of this movie is important because we didn't watch the Richard Lester version. We did not. We, we did watched not the film the way it was intended to be shown. Yeah. Intend we, to be released. We didn't watch the theatrical release. Correct. The 1980 theatrical release. Basically what happened was 
fans went nuts to see this version of the movie. And around 2001, yep. Warner Brothers started listening and saying, hey, maybe we can dig up all this footage. And they did. And bring back Dick Donner and have him. And they did. Unreal. Thank you, internet. And, and Dick thank Donner you, said, fanboys. of course. He wanted to get his movie out there. Of course. Who wouldn't? Actually, I think last week we, we talked about who wouldn't. True. <laughs> Very true. Martin Campbell doesn't Mar- give a damn. Martin Campbell <laughs> does not care about the yep. director's Dick Donner went back into the editing room and put together the movie that he set out to make. As, That's a dream right there. As best he could. Yeah. It's not like they could reshoot anything. No, it's true. So they had to use like screen tests and stuff like that. They used some footage yeah. from what was supposed to be intended for Superman, the right. first one, and they just pulled it out and, and recut they, everything. They, uh, they pulled some... He did use, begrudgingly, some of Richard Lester's necessary yeah. shots. Creatively, begrudgingly, because they were friends. Yeah. From everything I understood, they were right. friends. But it was shot in such a different way that yeah, he well, didn't Yeah, well, it was massively different, it. where all the tones that Richard Donner had set up in Superman, Richard Lester said that he wasn't going to use. He right. liked kind of the more silly aspect of the character. He wanted to he make wanted it to... more comic booky. Exactly. More and he did flat. It. And there are definitely some things in this that are still remain. Oh, yeah. And I know I've seen the Richard Lester version probably 10 times. I've never seen it. So this was my first time seeing the Richard Donner version of it's it. It's my first time. Better movie. I believe that. Better movie. This movie, I'm going to throw it out right there. Up front. Right away. Right up front. I love this movie. I was going to ask because yeah. I remember last week you said- I said I loved it and that was the Richard Lester cut. Right. I loved it and this is so much better. I loved it. And, and the face that Brian has is that he didn't love it. No, it was pretty good. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. It was, Whoa. it was pretty good. You are aware there's a flying scene and a balcony. I am aware of the flying and the balcony. Both were better than the first ones. Okay. There was no recited poetry. Do you want to get into it? I think we need to get into it. Let's get into it. Right away, very important to point out that this film is dedicated to Christopher Reeve. Yes, real nice. Without whom we would never have believed that a man could fly. I appreciate how this movie starts out because it's just an opening montage of things that happened, happened in the, in first, the movie. first movie. Yeah, And it's important to this movie and that's I like, kind of nice i like that they use the exact same scenes but use different shots of the same scenes. yeah so it how felt cool different. is that you see the whole phantom zone like you get the hula hoops yeah. of doom are back they're back they're back the brando is, is brando's there not a liar still but he still, yeah. condemns them to the phantom zone i found it funny how when they're in the phantom zone oh it's your favorite people by the way zadna nursa here they are it's so much fun to say here they are zadna your baddies Nursa. They see the planet Krypton blow up, <laughs> and then they get pushed towards whatever because of the explosion from Krypton. Yeah. And then they get hit with a, uh, a Kal-El of transport rock, oh, whatever right. he's in. It's it's a star of shipness. A star of shipness. No clue. You heard it here. <laughs> Still don't know what that thing is. It's like a sea urchin of space. That's what I thought it looked most like this time. It's a space urchin. They set up the whole Lex Luthor and Kryptonite necklace thing again of, like, yep. this is Superman's only weakness, and he's all uh, sickly. Ooh, seems like it could be heavy-handed. It seems like it could be. Mm-hmm, perhaps. It's not. No, it's... It's not at all. It's the charging the ring all over again. Yep. Should come back, and it won't. <laughs> That's the end of it. It's, uh... But it's like, the more you it's know. It's the family. I don't know. Again. Of, just, it's... We'll talk about that in a second, actually. Okay. Just thinking through it. There might be something there. We get to see the strange scene with Miss Tessmacher. Yeah, I'll show that again. Sorry. Say it right. Miss Tessmacher! There you go. 
Yeah, they show that again. Yeah, of why did you kiss me first? With the kiss. It's like the, that, yeah. that had to be thrown in there again. We also get the super penis again. Reasons. Super penis is back. The, yep. ba- the small child super penis. Yep. Briefly. Don't, don't know why we needed it, but it's shown in a different angle. Right. We get not the different... penis. The, the no, shot itself. The penis too. Fair. But <laughs> the shot itself is now we're not on the street with right. with uh This is coming Martha from behind and, the, the yeah. space urchin. And then we get to go see the, the, the missile. Deus X rocket. Deus X rocket. This is, uh, I don't know if you remember from Superman what I said the post credit scene was. I don't. Can you remind me? I said, Superman deflects this uh, this rocket, and it shoots up into space and uh, probably hits a little phantom zone. Did you know? I might have known. Okay. I might have known. Okay. Because that's exactly what happened. That's exactly that's what happened. That's the exact thing, is that this Hackensack, New Jersey rocket goes up into space, blows up, and it unleashes, it hits the phantom zone, because now they're real close to Earth for reasons. Whatever. Convenience sake. Yep. And then uh, you get Zod. He he just goes, free! Brian, we're two weeks removed. Early nomination oh, for the Tobes Begoves. Very early. The Tobes Begoves overacting award for 2020. That's fair. <laughs> In that case, there was also uh, there was a scene last week. We did get a Spartan kick from the from the Sure did. The category might come back, might not come back. Probably we don't won't. know. But Probably it was won't. a Spartan but kick for sure. He did do it. Free! And we get credits. I feel like Dick Donner loved putting these credits together well they only lasted half the movie yep but besides <laughs> that it says alexander salkheim presents ready for this one yeah gene hackman gene hackman christopher reeve and, and marlon third? brando he got demoted <laughs> he did but he's barely in this movie he's in this movie more than he was the last one that's true and, he got and then it billed. says a richard donner film oh, oh yeah oh. i feel like every time someone reads that aloud richard donner somewhere just doing finger guns yeah just somewhere Richard Donner gets his finger guns. And says, starring Ned Beatty, Jack Cooper as Jimmy Olsen. Sarah Douglas, question mark? Ursa. Ursa. But then it has Margot Kidder. How did she get that buried? That's a good question. Absolutely blew my mind. Of course, you're going to get Terrence Stamp as the and in all this. Right. By the way, John fucking Williams. John fucking Williams. I have it written down, too. John fucking Williams. They didn't use him for the entirety of the movie, but. Correct. This part they did. They sure did. And it's always great. Terrific. And story by Mario Puzo. Again. 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 Even so, though we know that really Tom Magowitz wrote most of it. Yeah. And they even had script doctors on this thing too. So. Tom Magowitz also sat in through the whole editing process and, and helped Dick Donner with it. Yeah. So he's still- How cool is that? Barely gets a credit. He actually- He does get a credit, but it's He like does a, as a consultant. Yeah. But he also left the film when Dick Donner got fired. Well, good for because him. Because he said, hey, friendship's more important. It's like- what that should good, be a movie what right a good there. Guy. Well, they had plans to alternate back and forth. Like Tom Mankiewicz was going to direct Superman 3, and they wanted to use Brainiac as the villain. And they were going to go and do Superman 4, go back to Dick Donner, and they were going to alternate. Do you know anything about Superman 3 and Superman 4? I know nothing about the two of them. I have never been more excited in my life. Oh, boy. If you thought 26% was bad on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> the quest for peace. This is probably as good a time as any to mention that. Oh, oh, that was lower than I thought it would be. Wow. <laughs> Superman 3? Yeah. 24%. Wow. Superman 4, the quest for peace. <laughs> 12. Oh my God. Wow. 12. 12%. That's so bad. It's considered one of the more horrible movies ever made. We saw Daredevil. Yeah, no, that doesn't even <laughs> hold a candle to this. Um, This is probably a good opportunity since we're talking about superman 2 yeah. right now we're gonna put superman 3 into ub2 might as well put superman 4 in too might as well kind of have to do three first don't we i don't think it matters but yeah that's fine we'll put them both in there ub2 adam 
You be too threw up. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> oh, it'll be okay, Uncle Ben 2.0. <laughs> it won't be. Nope. All right, moving on. We go to New Metro York. The, Metropolis? Well, yep. Metro York. The, the Metro Apple. Metro-York. It's, that's that's that didn't work in the comics. They call it Metropolis. In the film world, it's New York. It definitely is. Still, it's still New York. This one is even more New York than it was in the last movie. Somehow, even though they flew by all the landmarks in the last movie, we see a newspaper that says Lex Luthor's plan bombed. Ha <laughs> ha ha! That is clever copywriting. There's a very early hint from Lois and Jimmy Olsen about, hey, why isn't Clark ever around when Superman's around? And let's go on with their day. They don't 12 go on minutes with it. and 49 seconds. They don't go on with it for very long. No. Because. We get into that plot pretty quickly, don't we? Lois is like, huh. Well, because Clark's makes standing. the goofiest yeah. face I've ever seen. Did you watch Superman with her face, her introductory face? Yeah, but this one was just, Ugh. they zoomed in on it, too. Ugh. <laughs> Lois looks across the, the bullpen of the Daily Planet and sees Clark just crossing his arms. She goes, oh. Huh. Huh. She just happens to have a picture of Superman. <laughs> of in Superman front of her. the paper so crossing she his arms. Draws glasses and a hat and a, and suit, a suit on him. And it's all of a sudden, kind of a brilliant little move, isn't it? All of a sudden, she's Fun. all like, "Oh, I have this figure. That guy's out. Superman. Wait, is that guy's Superman? <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, how did I not see this before? It's literally just glasses. She's a clever girl. She's very smart. She shows it a few times in this movie. Clever. Perry White calls me the office. Says, "Hey, got a job for you. By the way, this is J. Jonah Jameson." Oh, yeah. This is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. This is 100%. Oh, this whole movie act. is Spider-Man 2. Yeah, that's fair. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of it. There's there's tones to it. Yeah. Themes to it. Perry White's going to send Clark and Lois to Niagara Falls as a to be a uh, couple on a honeymoon. They're, they're, to, they're doing a honeymoon like a sting, sting sort of thing. They're ripping off these newlyweds. Take every dollar I got. Go, uh, go look into it as reporters. Clark's very against it. Right. He doesn't want that in, one-on-one. He's got to be in New York. Yep. I mean, Metropolis, whichever it is. It's Metropolis. Well, not Niagara Two Falls, though, is that a real is a place. real location. <laughs> so who knows? This is a confused movie. Very. Instantly. Somebody should tell them that only Wonder Woman's allowed to use real locations. Well, we'll tell them in uh, 37 years? Something like that. Perry White's going to just leave the room. I don't know why. They're still in his office talking. Yeah. And Lois just goes, you're Superman. Just accuses I love, him of I love that she's super- hinting at it she's the whole time. She's like, like, oh, oh that would be super, super. super. Wink, she, oh, wink. The hardest <laughs> wink ding ever. <laughs> she hints at it over and over again and just outright accuse him. Clark is just saying like, I can never be Superman. Ah. Come on, you. That's silly. That's a She's like, oh, I bet my fooey. life on it. And then she does. She jumps out the window. Yeah, about 30 stories up, she just jumps saying, Superman will save me. Wow. What a gamble. That is, Jeez, I mean, yeah. stick to your guns. Clark has enough time to run down the stairs, get to the street level, and he laser eyes some sort of canopy. Yep. Like awning type thing open. And he's he's blowing wind to slow her fall. Yep. So she hits this canopy, bounces, and she lands on like, what is it, a fruit stand or fruit whatever stand. it is? It's always a fruit stand. Gotta be. Who brings the fruit to these types of... I, I don't know. Neither Danny DeVito here. Huh? We don't. No, we really not at don't. all. Not at all. And, and then he, Clark runs up the stairs again. And he's back and then in the office. And looks out the window. And then they have a conversation. Yeah. It's three lines of dialogue, but he's like, Lois, what'd you do? <laughs> Why? You're, you're not. And then she like passes out. Yep. I like that Perry comes back in the room and said, where'd Lois go? And he just says, she stepped out. That Clark Kent. Wow. He's, he's at it again. Up to his old tricks. His, that's his, that's yep. a quip. That's that, not a one line. That's a quip. I agree. I loved it. It's amazing. She stepped out for a minute. We should probably check in with our villains from the first movie. We should. They're in prison. They sure are. Gene Hackman is rocking that bald cap. 
Gene Hackman's the man. I love it. He's the best. He looks like Lex Luthor now. Yeah. He's much more of a villain in this movie than he was in the first movie. Yeah. And he's not even the lead villain in this movie. Right. Oh, he's so good. Here he's perfect. He's so good. Absolutely perfect. But it's him and uh, Otis. It's Otis. Otis is back. I actually have Otis written in all caps. Because he's great. Otis! He's the absolute best. He's amazing. They're doing laundry. Laundry. Prison laundry. Yep. It's one of the jobs. Yep. Lex Luthor says that he's built a little black box that tracks alpha waves in order to go Oh, you mean that black box in our set? Classic Otis. (laughs) (laughs) That old rascal just yelling things out in the jail. But yeah, Lex Luthor has made some sort of prison device. He's going to try to track down Superman's have... secret lair. How he knows that there's a secret lair at all? Don't know. One would assume. That, in, in the fir- that it just has a lair? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he always flies north. Just After, He knows it's north. To, to go skiing? That's really, yeah, he's a big skier. <laughs> Avid. And then we're at NASA. Yeah. We're in Houston. It's true. Texas. Yes. There's some Astro Boys on the moon. Yeah. I like that they're like... Oh, yeah, it's easy to forget that they're even up there. It's just like, oh, yeah, they've been up there 45 days. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this astronaut's talking to Houston. They're kind of just joking about. They're doing some moon stuff. General moon stuff. General moon stuff. But there's a big problem. There is a big problem. They're not alone up there. No. There's an unidentified flying object, and it looks like a girl? They sounded very confused. I like that a lot. Yeah. Ursa meets one of the moon walkers. I like that. He's Moonwalkers. An, a- an Astro Boy Moonwalker. He's a, he's a Michael Jackson yeah. in a suit. This is a weird character trait of Ursa's. She walks up to him and sees the patch, the she NASA patch on his chest. patches. And she just tears the patch off the guy. Now his suit's got a big old hole in it. Yep. And he's he's not. Permanent moon resident. None too pleased. No. And then she gives him a swift dick kick. Yeah, no, he goes flying, doesn't and he? he goes flying. Maybe not a permanent moon resident. He yeah. might have flown off that moon. But, I mean, well, he was already dead by then, I, I assume. I'd assume. I really like how then there's this the shot of Nan. He's the big the big boy. Yeah, the big, big one. beard boy. He he likes to break stuff. Yeah, and you see the astronaut just bouncing about because he's fighting the gravity. He's bouncing, and Nan is just casually walking. Yeah, it's a really cool yeah. juxtaposition there. I really like it a lot. And he rips out his. Air, I did, that air was Zod. That was Zod. Zod did that. Oh well, either way, you got normal walkers and you have moonwalkers. You got moonwalkers. They don't add up here. Some people are are people are gonna sliding die. backwards. Hee <laughs> hee. <laughs> Nan smashes the mooncraft as he's trying to take off. That's right. He says, because "Come he's, on!" He's the strong yeah. boy. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so, the, yeah, they kill these three astronauts. Yeah. And in Houston, by the way, John Ratzenberger. Oh yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Why is he popping up yet again? This is our third movie with John Ratzenberger. I have not been keeping track, but I'm glad you have. It's hard not to. It doesn't do much, but yeah, he's got. We got the Pixar, and he'll pop up. Presumably, again, in Incredibles 2, whenever we get to that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so they- That's the end of our Ratzenberger watch. That's it. For now. For now. Stay tuned. Zod says something about the power they get from the yellow sun is making them strong boys. Yep. And they should head to the planet below, Houston. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I like that a lot. That's so good. It makes sense. What else would they think it'd be called? These guys have been talking to Houston the whole time. Back in prison, Lex Luthor and Otis escape. They use this, like, jail-made hologram machine, and it looks like they're playing chess, is it? That's a, yeah. And then the guard steps in, and then he can't see him anymore, so it's just a hologram there on his chest. That's great. They're how using projectors. Cool of an idea is that? It's a great idea. I don't know how practical it is that they got a projector in their prison cell. and Oh, it's not at all. No. Super comic booky, and I loved it. It's great. Outside, there's a whole comic-y scene of the, who said, psh? Oh, that was annoying. That was it lasted annoying. forever. It lasted too long. And it turns out it's, it's 
Mr. Tucker! Mr. Tucker! In a hot air balloon breaking them out. Yeah. Otis. Why is she helping them? I don't know. It seemed I like she was going to bomb her mom. Yeah. At the end of <laughs> the last movie. Not in the sexy movie, sense. Right. In the I kill you sense. Yeah. I'm going to bomb Hackensack and probably myself in the process. Yeah. Don't care. Kind of way. And she was yeah. like, she, she saved Superman, but now she's back to her dastardly ways of helping Lex out. Yeah. And they get even more dastardly because, I mean, she lowers a ladder. Lex is going to climb it up it, find whatever. And then Otis is too heavy and starts bringing the balloon down, so they the cut the ladder. Down. Oh, that's great. That's the end of our Otis That's this it. movie. That's, that's all we get Otis. He's the fourth build person in this movie, is Ned Beatty. Wow. And that's the end of him after that's 14 minutes. That's that's it. That's kind of hilarious, actually. <laughs> well, he didn't come back for reshoots with uh, Lester. No. And neither, neither did Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman or Miss Tessmacher. Yeah, there's stuff in this movie where Gene Hackman, since he had shot- Valerie- Valerie Perrine? Yeah. Yeah. Gene Hackman had shot most of the stuff already. Well, he was done. Gene right. Hackman was completely wrapped on this movie. Uh, right. Because they shot all the stuff up front when they were simul shooting. And he refused to come back because he liked working with Richard Donner so much. Yeah. So they actually had to use body doubles and voice doubles in order to get some of the Gene Hackman stuff in there. <laughs> Who's doing an awesome Gene Hackman impression is what I want to know. Because that is a good it question. fooled me. And that's a tough voice to do. It is. I really like how in the hot air balloon, Miss Tessmacher says, why am I here? And Lex says, Miss Tessmacher, is this a philosophy seminar? No, this is a getaway. And then he pulls out whatever this little black box is, and it's pointing. He says, North. And, and he's pointing the wrong way. Him. And she corrects him. And I love the that they kind of made her smarter than she was in the last movie. Yeah, this is the end of Miss Tessmacher. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's, uh, it's might as well close. be. But <laughs> it's not. You're right. No, she has a great scene coming She really out. does. But I just like how Lex, you see just the flaws in him as a character. It's like, how the hell did we just get more character development in this scene alone then, with Lex Luthor yeah. we did in the whole friggin' movie? Right. Make sense of that. I can't. <laughs> I can't either. Let's go to Niagara Falls. Let's go to Niagara Falls. Clark and Lois are posing as a newlywed couple. Simple as that. Yeah. They, they've arrived. They're there. Yep. Well, that was fun. Let's go see what's up north. <laughs> yeah, let, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is moving fast. Yeah. Lex and Miss Tessmacher have a sweet snowmobile hovercraft getup. Yeah. That kind of transitions when they reach the water. They've also never seen Dumb and Dumber. Well, that's believable. Yeah, well, Miss Tessmacher has to pay. Yeah. And she keeps saying- Yeah, they that she find has to the pay. fortress. Yeah. Well, the whole thing is on the hovercraft. If this was a Dumb and Dumber situation, Lex would just say, just go. Right. Just go. Just go. Yeah. But no, not here. That's why you know they're not a real team. That's true. They get to the fortress. Yeah. Lex is very impressed. He's like, this is awesome. Yeah, he fanboyed. Big time. He's like, it's, oh, yeah. It's got everything. And Miss Tessmacher's like, not everything. She's like, bathroom. why didn't you go before we left? Yeah. And she said, that, that was, was three days. days ago. <laughs> I love that line. It's so good. I love this whole scene is just Miss Tessmacher has to pee. That's it. And Lex Luthor is just in awe of everything. And they yeah. start... Is this the scene where they start playing around with the they stuff? They do. They they trigger yeah. a Jor-El recording. Yeah, he finds these crystals and he just knows instantly to put these crystals yeah, put into these crystals whatever in the machine crystal this hole. is. In the cri- <laughs> That's it. Insert crystal lay into slot B. It's like an Ikea fortress of solitude. Yeah, maybe there were instructions. It was like etched onto the crystal. and Little stickers that you should take yes. off, but you really won't. No. You're not going it Just to. shows you how to line them up. Yeah. Exactly. It's like a little arrow. But Lex learns... About Krypton, learns about Kal-El and Jor-El and yeah. Superman and everything. And he learns about Zadnan Nursa. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I like these people. He's going to hatch himself a plan. Which is interesting because he doesn't know that they're not stuck in the Phantom Zone. Right. Convenient. Hmm. 
Miss Tessmacher also crystal? she has she has <laughs> another line here that is is pretty good where she's looking around she's like it's all very white he should put up some photos or something <laughs> she's killing it for the little amount that she I does I love it I like how at the end of this how Lex Luthor goes on this whole monologue about life liberty and the pursuit of happiness and his whole grand scheme and all you hear is a toilet flush in the background yes <laughs> and Miss Tessmacher goes I found it <laughs> I think perfect <laughs> it's so good i makes me wonder is this a donner or is this a lester because i understand the lester part of it is the more comedic side of it yeah but it's so hard to tell the difference sometimes yeah it, it's probably a donner i don't know if he would have kept that in if it wasn't well there's more obvious things earlier in the daily planet when clark ran out trying to catch lois when she yes. was at the bottom there's the he runs out very fast, so obviously paper goes flying everywhere, flying everywhere. And a woman's skirt comes up. Yes. And I took that as a Lester because that was way too obvious. That seemed pretty Lestery. Not I mean, I, I've only seen but a few also, Richard Lester movies because he also, does, he's known for doing the old Beatles stuff. Right. And they're terrific. But here he openly said, I want to make him more comedic. Yeah. So But at the same yeah. time, that same scene, Clark up at the top of the window. Yeah. That's not Christopher Reeve. It's a stand in. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. So it makes me think that it was a Donner scene. That's interesting. It's hard to say, though. A lot of this is like, I don't know. It could be either. Back at Niagara, because we're there. Don't forget that. Lois takes off Clark's glasses to clean them because yeah. they're all misty and all that fun stuff. And she it, looks at him again. Because water like, splashing. Motherfucker, you're Superman. Right? She's like, like I, I, dude, I there's still no see way. It. There's no way you're not Superman. Yeah, she's pretty much got him figured out. As they're walking through Niagara Falls, Clark questions why Lois just isn't impressed with this, with the falls, because he's like, oh, it's one of the best bits of nature in the world. Right. And Lois says, once a girl's seen Superman in action, Niagara Falls kind of leaves you cold. You know what I mean? I have a really crude joke. <laughs> I want to hear your crude joke. Niagara Falls just doesn't get Lois's wet. That's brilliant. Thank you. It's gross. It's real gross. That was actually a line from Batman Returns. Yeah. From 1992. That was um, uh, Danny DeVito. That Danny was a DeVito deleted that. scene. Mark Steven Johnson wrote yep. it. They were very aware of the universe at that time. Yeah. The DC, this was, they didn't call it the extended universe. It no, it's just the universe. It was the universe, as they said, because there was nothing else. Right. So, Brian, good quote. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I didn't say it. Remember that part. That was not it was me. A quote. A quote. Did not come from Brian's brain. Don't kill the messenger. He didn't put a ring on and make a green, a green dirty joke. Right. With that one. Right. That was. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> that little kid is back on the damn escalator. I mean, he's on the wrong side of the- He's on the wrong side of the road. Who, and the parents are just not watching this fucking right? kid. They're like so, staring at their cell yeah, phone or something. Naturally, this kid's going to fall on the Niagara <laughs> Falls. How tall are Niagara Falls? I didn't look it up. Not going to look it up. But it's, they're, they're tall. They're tall enough they're tall. that Clark can run through a crowd of people, get changed, fly, catch the kid. He's got super speed. He was already on his way to get a hot dog. Not that fast. You got to do quicker editing then. To make this thing work. Yeah. I mean, take I mean, it somewhat believable. He was falling pretty slow. Niagara Falls is pretty deep, though. Steep? What is the falls? I guess would be steep. Tall. Tall. They're tall. tall. The falls. Tall falls. They're tall falls. Anyway, Superman rescues the kid, sets him down, and he says, bye. Yeah. And Lois is going, it's me, Lois. It's he me, gets Lois. the buy-in. I yeah, love it. It's the best. The absolute best. I love Christopher Reeve so much. Yeah. And he ignores Lois. Yep. Our baddies are going to land on Earth. They sure are. It's a weird surface. It's a, it's water. He's in water. It's a liquid. There's a fisherman watching because because why not comedy? Hey, and Zod walks in some water. I love that shot. 
It's pretty neat. It's great because he's like knee deep in it, and then he just kind of rises and up and he's just walking on top. Oh, so cool. It is really cool. Terrence Stamp, he is crushing it in this movie. He is. He's terrifying. He's believable. I remember being younger and watching this movie and seeing him going, "That's a scary looking dude." <laughs> that's a that's a mean boy. Yeah, that he's got that deep V leather cut to yeah. him too. Interesting that nobody else on Krypton was wearing anything remotely like that. Well, he's a bad guy. He got the bad guy uniform. That's true. Doesn't have that reflecty coolness or whatever. Dark and leather DVs. He's dark and brooding. <laughs> Zod. General Zod. What's he general of? Stuff. Just general stuff. <laughs> Insurance companies? Yeah. The That's general. That's got to be it. He's, he is the general. Ooh, don't say that. Don't put that out there. No one's going to buy that stuff then. Probably shouldn't. This commercial cheap. They got towed. They got Shaq, CGI. That's fair. <laughs> you can afford Shaq. He must be doing pretty well. No. Shaq will do anything for money at this point. That's, he did that's Kazam fair. in his height. Holy Not a superhero. Don't. I wasn't Don't. gonna. Don't. He's a genie. That movie's a fever dream of death. We'll talk about it someday. <laughs> How the kid falls and that's then it's just, it's a weird, ugh, it's a mess. Sure is. We're at my favorite scene in this movie. This is such a good scene. This is an absolutely brilliant scene. It's great. Clark and Lois are in their room. Yes. At Niagara Falls. Yes. And uh, Clark, I want to be, I want to be, choose my words carefully here. Clark, not Christopher Reeve, is acting. Yes. He's doing. Yeah, because Lois comes out and she's only in a towel. Yeah. And Clark is very uncomfortable very briefly. Yeah. He gets comfortable pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. Clark is, is very clearly jealous of Superman. Yeah, he's very upset that Lois isn't taking him seriously. Which is interesting, because they're the same guy. Correct. Like, like I said, he is acting, and it's impressive. But she thinks that he puts himself down too much. So it's kind of like Which he's- Which makes sense. Yeah, I get it's it. A, it's a cover. I totally get it. But that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to her because she's she knows. convinced. Yeah, she knows that this is Superman. Her mistake last time was betting her own life. Yeah, now she's going to bet Clark's life. Where was she keeping that gun? Doesn't matter. She's wearing a towel. It's probably the same place Ryan Reynolds kept that ring pop in Deadpool. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she pulls the gun out and aims it at Clark. Yeah. Clark is not pleased with this, but no. not worried he's a, also. Right. He's worried that she's going to know, but not worried for his life. It's a weird bit of acting, and it works. It works so well. She fires the gun, and nothing happens. And he immediately breaks character. And he takes off the glasses and says, you realize that if you were wrong, Clark Kent would have been killed. And she says, with a blank? And then Clark just drops it and just goes, she got me. And she even says, got ya. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, that is so, 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 so good. When he drops the Clark character, the glasses come off. He sits up straight and puts his shoulders back. And you can immediately see. This is Superman There's now. a billion emotions, though, it's in there, because unreal. he has the emotions of disappointment yeah. that he has to even do this, embarrassment yeah. that he has to do this. Like, he's almost shameful that he has to take the glasses off and show her, and then when he gets fooled, he's completely broken. There's yeah, no yeah. coming back from it. He knows he got got. Yeah. Do you know what I really love about this scene? What? It was never shot. What? This was both of their screen tests. I didn't know where the screen test was in this movie. Is That's the one? This scene is their two screen tests wow. spliced together. Brilliant. And this is probably the best scene in this movie. It's so good. 
Because it puts so much across. Oh, wow. That's Unreal. amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. While this is happening, by the way, Zod and Nurse are hiking and they, <laughs> they uh, see a snake. They see a snake. Ursa picks it up and it bites her. And then she doesn't like the bite, so she throws it on the ground and uses laser eyes to light it on fire. And she realizes, I got powers, dude. This is cool. Yeah. And Zod goes, We've all got powers, or however he talks. That sounds about right. Yeah. We're fucking flying again. Yeah, it's it's dumb. <laughs> it's always dumb. But you know what? This one's fine. It's fast and it's short, but right. Lois and Superman are flying, and the yeah. flying music is playing, and yeah. there's no poetry, though. There's no so reason there's for that. you to get up and stomp around anyway. No. It makes me think, do you think if you muted the mov- the first Superman movie at the flying scene, do you think it's a better movie? Yes, but there's still a really long, quiet flying scene in the middle. Fair. Okay. That works. <laughs> but anyway, he takes her to the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. Because, oh, she knows now, so I might as well bring her home. I don't know. Chris Jericho would break the walls down. Yeah. There you go. Why two soups? <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> soups 2J? I don't know. Zadnan and Ursa are going to have a run-in with some cops. They sure are. Don't know where we are. Maybe it's Houston, uh, East Houston, Idaho? That's where they are. Okay. That's where they are. Okay. I know that's where they are later. I like how the cop here is It's Clifton James. It's Clifton James. Of James Bond fame. Which I would know, and I do know because I took This notes. is the calmest Clifton James that's ever existed. That. Trust me. He was in Live and Let Die <laughs> and The Man with the Golden Gun, right? Sure was. Ah, see? Holy hell he was. He was a sheriff there too. Yeah. See, I know things. You ever seen him? Nope. One day, man. One day. You're missing mm. out. One day. On a pretty large chunk of life. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a Bond movie. You saw Doctor No. Yeah. Because I told you to watch it. You yep. went, oh, no. <laughs> Doctor, oh, no. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Anywho. We should do our own like side series on that. That would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. You would get educated. Sure would. And I bet you'd like that a hell of a lot more than Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. Definitely. Or the Star Wars prequels. I don't even, All things I don't even Brian know hasn't seen. why Lord of the Rings would come up there. Because you've never seen them. I have seen the first one, and it was more than enough. Ursa's going to take another badge. Yeah, she rips it right off the cop's chest. Little cop. He's a little cop. He's a little cop. It's a little cop. And then the cop pulls the shotgun out. Yeah. To which Zod heats it up and makes it all hot. And then he lets go and it's a floaty gun. Yep. And he just pulls the gun towards him. And he shoots himself with it. Nothing happens. And nothing happens. Yep. And that's when the cops are like, oh, gee willikers. (laughs) We, uh, (laughs) let's give him our town. Yeah. Our East Idaho, our East Houston, Idaho. Just give it to him. Now we go to the scene that I suspect is Dave's least favorite of the movie. The only note I have for this scene is, I don't understand any of this. That makes sense. Superman and Lois are sitting at a table in the Fortress of Solitude having breakfast or champagne or whatever. I, I was going to say, I was like, I think they're having the most unsuper brunch ever. Yeah, I don't know what this is. The only reason I thought it was brunch is because let, Superman said, let's skip the OJ this time. Or let's skip the orange juice as he was pouring champagne. Sure. So, I don't know. Could be breakfast, could be dessert. Maybe Lois just really likes mimosas. I don't don't know. know. I don't know. This is a weird scene. It's very weird, but... I don't know. They're drinking champers, and Superman's explaining that he sometimes he enjoys being Clark Kent. While he's being Superman. Right, as he's Superman. He's very much Superman right now. He's so Superman drinking champagne. Yep. Which, yes, I called champers. No, I got that. I want to get away from the scene, because I hate it. I figured. So... So we go back to East Houston. There's a news broadcast happening, and it's a strange news broadcast because this man is- Very weird. He's reporting on the situation how these three people have taken over this town. Yeah. But he's also kind of just like, yeah, here here they are. I mean- Oh, yeah. Oh, look. (laughs) They're right behind me. They're here now. I'm talking to them. I had 
like a conversation with them. It's, Nan comes over and he picks up the the little TV monitor and he's yeah, like, Zod goes, nope. <laughs> Zod tells him no. Oh yeah, he's yeah. Like, Who can see this? Everyone. He doesn't know. Pretty much. I like how pretty much the whole planet. Yeah, I like how there's like a powerful ignorance for them. Yeah, is they know that they can take over this entire world, no problem. But they have to learn it as right. they go along, and they just do step by step by step as they learn it. The army's going to try to hold them back. It's not going to work. That's you got that's three super work. folk here. He got yeah. But I do like how they have a helicopter, and Ursa goes like, "Oh, they have machines to fly." That and then they're good. blasting with like missiles and guns and everything like this, and the three of them are just standing there. Yeah, there's, there's just, nothing happening. Blowing on stuff. Yeah, they're just taking it, but they look so casual about it. Is that and one guy I with cannot, the, uh, the flamethrower? Yeah. And then Zod just kind of blows on it and lights the place on fire. Yep. And that's great. I'm a big fan. I like how Nan catches like the missile that's shot at him. And just bends it in half. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Good stuff. Very cool. Good stuff. It's a fun scene. Yeah, Zod realizes his power because he says, is there no one on this planet to even challenge me? Yeah. It's a... Cut to the Fortress of Solitude. We got some... Some silver sheets. We got some sex. Yeah. There we was, got some super sex. There was some super boinking happening. They did the dirty. They did the, the nasty and the... They did it. The fortress. What? 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 I what? don't know, man. Don't what? look at me. I didn't write it. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Superman and Lois, they boned. There was some super sex. Yeah. Which is a thing that we know Mr. Ebert is not a fan of. Doesn't care for it. Nope. He might mention it later. I don't know. I haven't read it yet. But <laughs> he might mention it later. Wow. Yeah. That was a shot I was not expecting. No. Cut right to them. No, they're just, they're all snuggly. They're, yeah, they're, they're post coil. Po- exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're just wrapped up in some shiny sheets. Yeah. Where does this bed come into play? Where does any of this come into play? This is not a home. I don't know. This is a fortress, a fortress. of solitude. Of solitude. Why would he need a bed that big? Why would he need a bed? That's true. Why would he need a bathroom? I don't know. Why would he need a table with champers and brunch? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Wait, does that mean he had food in the Fortress of Solitude? He's got a fridge. He doesn't need a fridge. It's no, cold. It's, it's a cold yeah. place. The whole place is a fridge, but it's not cold apparently. Right. Because Lois doesn't need a jacket, says as she says. Cold. I don't know. The I villains they're taking over this little town on the other side, and they they knock over the Washington Monument as they right? fly by because now they understand there's a president. Apparently. Oh yeah, because they oh, they, they, they a see general. the general. There's and a general. They see he's got five stars on his lapel, so they just know he's a general because that means the same thing in every world. In every world, and does. Ursa, tear it off? Yeah, of course I think she, she does. does. Yeah. Actually, no. I think Zod. He says, he I reports to the does. president. And yeah, then they go to the president. They go to the president. Back at the Fortress of Solitude, because we're doing the back and forth thing. Yeah. That Movies we, like to do we that. We tend to do. Yeah. There's some daddy and me time with- Yeah, with, Clark's kind of talked to, talk to dad about some stuff. Yeah. So he puts in the Jor-El crystal. I don't understand how this works. I don't either, because sometimes he could talk to him, and then sometimes it's like a recording. Yeah. What's the deal? What's the deal with Jarrell? <laughs> no, I don't know. He's talking directly to him. He's asking questions. Right. So I understand this is like his link to his home world and that Something there must like be that. some yeah. sort of Jorel left to answer. But then why didn't Lex get that? Why did he get the. Well, because he's this not. This is your earth training, whatever. He's not Clark. He's not Kal El. He doesn't have that link to Krypton. I don't know if it's. I think it's a crystal that you just pop on in there, though. But maybe it's. I really think that's, that's it. That's what it seems like. So maybe he just used the wrong crystal. Yeah. At the same time, we get Lois wearing a Superman, a Superman. costume slash shirt or whatever, yeah. and just in socks standing above. But Clark is just standing in his Clark Kent 
clothes, yeah, he's, talking he's to Jor-El. Button-up shirt, yeah, and some slacks. This is kind of the whole point of this movie for now. Yeah. Because it's brief, and it's he's like, a cool idea that's poorly executed. Dad, I like this human woman. Yeah, we went to Bone Town. I took her to the Bone Zone. And his dad's like, nah, dude. But Clark's like, but dad. <laughs> yeah. And Clark says he wants to get rid of his powers. Yeah. Well, I don't know that he. Yeah, no, that's what he said. He wants to become human. Jorel says, yeah. if you're going to oh, do you have this, to you have go the whole to... way. Because you, right. you can't serve her and humanity. Right. Which so you'd have don't to... know why. I don't know why. I, I don't because know either. He's but, been doing this his whole you know, superhero career so far. Tobes Magoobs had to go through the same thing, or I guess Tobes Magoobs did. He sort of did, but this is he on could a only he only do scale. one or the other. Yeah, but there doesn't have to be a one or the other. Right. There doesn't have to be because Lois coexisted. Lois can walk and talk. She's damn it, a person for sure. <laughs> but I don't know. They've coexisted so far, and yeah, and why would this change anything? Right. It doesn't doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. But he says like, I love her. I want to. But yeah, he's yeah. like, I'm going to, haven't I done enough for humanity? When do I get to be happy? Correct. And the whole time, Lois is just standing on top of this, watching this just conversation watching. happening, not doing a damn thing about it. What's really weird is, it feels like Jarrell keeps looking up at her. I got that too. Which is bizarre. And I know that, I don't know if it was originally in the script or if it was the Lester cut, but he does give her nasty looks from everything I read. Is It, it was not in this movie. Right. Is like, there's... He wasn't throwing shade, if you will. Sure. He was just kind of glancing up like he knows. Well, it he wouldn't have been in there. the Lester Cup because Marlon Brando wasn't in it. That's correct. So that so, was an original script yeah. is where I read it then. That's what it was. So Superman's going to give up his powers. Yeah, he's going to step into this chamber thing and then his powers are- uh, It's going to glow bye bye. glow red on the inside and yes. he's going to step out just a human boy. Yeah. No, he comes on out. That's it. He goes from Clark Kent to Clark Griswold. Clark Kent. <laughs> nice. Let's go to the White House. This is a very cool scene. Sadna and Ursa are showing up to talk to the president. They drop in through a skylight, yeah. and then they're just looking not concerned again as people fire on them. Right. His army was ready for this. Of course. They, they were knew there. exactly where he was going, Completely because he said right ready in the news where he was going. Yeah, I like how Nan and Ursa are beating up these army guys, and Zod just casually leaning against He's the just wall. just hanging out until really one like guy comes through a window. Yeah, but I like that a lot, because it just shows his power, how right. even Nan and Ursa are just his pawns. Right. As terrifying as they are. There was something really sinister about when that one guy came through the window and he took the gun and then he started shooting the gun even though he didn't need it. He didn't need it. And he was just laughing about oh, it too. It was like, it's a good villain, man. Evil this is dude. a really good villain. He's out for vengeance. Well, no, no he's, he's not. not. No, he's, he's not. There to he's conquer. just there to conquer. He's That's there to it. conquer. He the goes good... into the Oval Office. Yeah. And he says, who is your president? And this guy walks out. And he says, kneel before Zod. And the guy kneels. He goes, he does. you're not the president. Nah, you wouldn't kneel this easily. <laughs> Hold the old switcheroo. And it turns out, yeah, no, the president's another guy. He walks out and he goes, I'm the president. It's it's uh, E.G. Marshall. Yep. It was almost Henry Fonda. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Could they afford another big name in this thing? <laughs> Probably not. That's, That's why it was E.G. Marshall. He's not bad. He's a brief president. Very brief because he... This also, is, just kneels. It's this scene. He says, "I mean, he says for the sake of humanity, he's going to kneel. I will kneel." He kneels, and as he kneels, he says, "Oh God!" And Zod goes, "Zod, Zod. so fucking good. brilliant, man! So good! What a cool line! Oh, I love it. I love it so much." And he says it so matter of factly. He right? doesn't know God is. He has right. no structure of religion or he's anything like, like you that. Said it wrong. He says, "No, it's Zod, dude. It's Zod. Zod, Z, Z, Zod." 
so good. I got chills. Yeah, that was a great line. I usually put up a fight for one-liners. This movie might get a one. Just throwing it out there wow. now. Wow. Now that humanity and the United States is just all kneeling to Zod. Yeah. Clark and Lois are going to drive back from north. Where do they get a car? I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know how they get anywhere. I don't know how any of this works. He can't fly anymore. Somehow they end up at Alaska. At, they openly say it's the North Pole, but now he's just going wherever he pleases at yeah. any point. So as I a don't human, there he says things take longer when you when you can't fly. Fine, they go to a diner. It's hot dog time. It is, which is funny because we talked about hot dogs earlier in the movie. Now they're finally going to get their hot dogs. Yep. They get inside. Lois orders a cheeseburger. Yeah, it's fucked, isn't it? What are you going to do, women? <laughs> they never want a hot dog when they want a hot dog. They want a cheeseburger. You're never going to understand what. <laughs> she ordered so much food, too. Yeah, it was a cool order. I, I like, like that a lot. I like that, uh, that Clark was just amused by it. He's yeah. Like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I have no idea what I want. No, he has to think about it. It's the most human thing he could have done. Yeah. I imagine that when he, like, well, does Clark have to eat as an alien boy? I don't know. I don't know either. They never really said, he had food in the fortress. Yeah. Well, he, he had. Champers and whatever breakfast, brunch. Thing. Breakfast or dessert or something. I don't know what it was. Know. But we've never seen him eat any other time. That's I true. don't think. He's no Brad Pitt. No, Brad Pitt constantly chomping on something. It's his move. That is his move. I don't know. Do you think like when Clark Kent now that he has to eat to give himself like sustenance? I'm assuming. I don't know. I don't know. Do you think it's like that menu is like looking at like Netflix for the first time of like what to watch? Maybe. Like, oh God, what are... there's no, so much. Because like even in character, I'm sure he would have had to eat like when he was playing Clark. Probably. I don't know. I gotta read Superman got, like, comics. A, I don't read Superman and... comics. I don't know the lore that deep. Yeah. I don't That's what it comes down to. Do Krypton boys have to have to eat foods? I don't know. I don't know. There's a random guy who's gonna hit on Lois. He's a jerk man. He's a jerk man. So jerk man is just saying he doesn't give a damn that she's sitting there. He says the seat's taken. She, he doesn't care. Yeah. Clark asks if the guy wants to step outside as he tries to- An aggressive move for yeah. a new human. He tried. Well, he said, excuse me. He did. Do you want to step outside? <laughs> yeah. He's like a- Yeah. The guy says, sure. And then cheap shots Clark. And now Clark realizes, humans suck, man. Oh, man. I can bleed? Yeah. He goes through this glass window that's in the middle of this In the diner middle of the diner. Because reasons. Because of production reasons. Yeah. This whole scene is just, it feels weird to me. It does feel weird. It feels you. weird that he would do that, but I guess he's also trying to prove to Lois that he's still- He could still stand up yeah. for her. Even though he's not It's kind Superman, of like chivalrous. Still, yeah. With a question mark on it, I guess. But he gets his ass kicked by, Oh, yeah, from he gets guy. lit up. I don't know about you. I had the same feel in the first time, and I know it's not a great movie. Superman Returns. It's unnerving when you watch a hero get beat up. And I remember Superman Returns- when Superman has kryptonite on, as he does, and he's getting his ass kicked, and you're sitting there going, like, that's supposed to be Superman. Yeah, what Like, you, it's unnerving. What are you doing? It really takes you out of it. When I was watching Clark Kent get beat up here, I'm going, like, but, I don't like this. But I don't like this at all. <laughs> yeah. That's my big blue boy scout. Right now, he's a, he's a big red bloody man. He's a big red bloody man that picked a fight, though. He sure did. What's weird also is how these people in the diner are just still eating. They just sit just there about and life. watch. Apparently, this is a thing. Silence. Yeah. And then naturally, as you do as a diner owner after your place is destroyed. All right, everybody. You turn on the TV. I'm going to turn the TV on. It's the president giving an address, and he is very casual at first, and yeah. then eventually he goes, Superman, can you hear me? And Zod grabs the mic, and <laughs> Zod right. says, who is, this Superman? who is your Superman? Clark says he has to go back to the right. fortress, presumably. Right, exactly. the, the place that he got told that he can not go back. Right. By the way, jor says he can't go back, and he's never going to get his powers he's never back. never going to get his yeah, powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes back. And Lois is like, yeah. 
you're not going to be able to get your powers back. And he's like, ah, I got to try. <laughs> it's a very like, brief thing that yeah, happens he's like, here. He's like, I got to give him my power so I can have sex with this lady. But then, no, no, because well, no, it was her, after her. Right. He had sex with her pre. And I know that's a big thing in Mallrats. Well, how, how does this superhuman man have sex with this woman? And then there's a whole theory about like, man, Lois must be fucking incredible in bed for him to even say like, I got to become human. Like in order to yeah. appreciate this even more somehow. So it's just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. None of the timeline makes sense. Time doesn't matter. I also don't like that he just gave up his powers for one person. Yeah. I, I can understand where he's coming from. Sure. I don't like it. Sure. Anyway, let's go back to Washington. In Washington? There's a really neat thing that's happening here. What's that? You've got people who have taken over the world. Yeah. And they're bored. They're so bored. Nan is very amused by Newton's Cradle. Oh, yeah. These three are just sitting around the Oval Office with nothing to do. So, yeah. They've what happens when it's you conquer over. a world? That you... I'll tell you what happens. A white handkerchief appears in the doorway of the White House that Lex Luthor just casually walked into. Ah, and he so pops on in. He's got new information from the Fortress of Potitude. Uh, from the Fortress of Solitude. Oh, good save. Ho-ho. Good save. Zod wants to know what Lex has to bargain with, and he says, you don't have the son of Jor-El. Ooh. Convenient that and, he had that information. Yeah. Well, I mean, Zod all, lost his mind over that information. Though. All he had to do was abandon one Miss Tessmacher for it. She's gone, isn't she? He just That's left the end of her, her in the it? bathroom in the Fortress of Solitude. That's not the first case of leaving someone someplace in this movie. Yeah. People just disappear at points. Simple as that. Lex Luthor knows how to find Superman. Says he has the affinity for beachfront property, and he wants Australia for the information. Australia. He still wants his land. All he wants is land. That's it. That's all he's after. Well, his dad said land is land is where it's at. Makes you like okay. So he has this character bit to him. He he just wants to have land. I mean, that's it. Sure, that's it. That's his end game. Is he wants Australia? Fine, cool. But now we got a motivation shift for our bad guys. We do. And it comes at a time of motivation shift for a good guy, too. Yeah. So, hey, whoa, it's like that. we got a movie here. <laughs> Basically. We get a montage of Clark walking through the snow. Yeah, he's trying to hitchhike his way back. What happened to that car? To the north. Uh, actually, Lois probably took the car to New York. I would imagine. Because That's Clark's, still a, long ass Clark's a lonely boy now. <laughs> How does Lois get back to New York? I don't know. Sorry for questioning it. Nah, time doesn't matter. No. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Clark's going to get to the Fortress of Solitude. Yep. His learning stand or he whatever it is. yells out, Father! Yeah, no, not great. Another yeah, nomination, by the way. Probably yeah. going to be next year. Check back in if we remember. A lot of, a lot of people just yelling one word. Yeah. But his learning stand is destroyed where the crystals were. Yeah. They're very blown up and not great. And he's trying to call for his father, trying to figure it out. And he sees one glowing crystal. It's green. It's green. And that's usually bad. Usually kryptonite and he's but not this time not this time he's not super right now right picks it up puts it in the the slot of whatever yeah and slot b jor-el he's back jor-el is back he says eh, i knew this was gonna happen <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> kid you fucked up but i had to let you fuck up because i'm your daddy yeah that's uh pretty much it that's it but he said it in brando terms right so, so it was, sounded way more out there were dollars falling out of his mouth right because of all the money he made on this thing he was a floating briefcase making electric noises. <laughs> yeah. Jorel tells Clark that he died trying to give Kal-El a new chance at life and that he was going to give up the rest of his power here in the Fortress of Solitude for Clark to get his powers back. Right. The father becomes the, the son becomes the father. The father becomes the son. I don't think that's the case at all. I took it as double sacrifice. How Jorel gave up his life to get Kal-El out of there. 
Yeah, but he literally says the. This, this, he does literally say, but it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. It's a no. It's a great power, great responsibility line right. again, because it's now Jor El's just. You literally killed my human, my not human form, my Krypton form, my carbon form. Yeah, assuming it's carbon. And now, and now you're gonna, you're kill, gonna my, kill my soul. You're gonna kill my soul. My soul's gonna go bye bye. I get to hang out here with you for eternity, but then you had to go and yep. have sex with one Earth girl, bone and it give up. up your entire livelihood, and now here I am to save the day yep. and disappear into existence. Goodbye forever, think, my son. I think we can count this as a parent death. Oh, can we? For what it's worth, in this I don't remember, is in the Lester cut, this was the mother. Right. I can't combine movies here. That's no. too complicated. No. That'd be mean. Either way, Brando's going to briefly become human or lifelike. Or solid? Yeah. I don't know. And he walks out and he puts his hand on Clark's shoulder and now- And then he's like part of him? I guess. I don't know. I don't know either. Either way, Superman is back. He he's, wasn't gone he, very long, he but he's vibrates back. vibrates for a while and does a weird shaky thing. And What was the point of any of this? Uh- this is only like a 10-minute span. This is a nothing of this Tension. movie. I don't know. This whole part is useless to the plot of it. And weirdly mm-hmm. enough, it's listed as the plot synopsis everywhere. Yeah. He gives up his powers to, for the girl, and then he finds out that- uh, That the baddies have taken the- over, and he needs to have his powers. It's like, yeah, no shit. You need to have your powers. Duh. Why would you give him up? I don't know. This Spider-Man annoys me so much. <laughs> It annoys me so much. This is the worst part of this movie. That whole you know entire what it is. sequence. You know what it is? He had a great responsibility. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> okay. Back at the Daily Planet, Perry White is questioning where Superman is. Maybe he's just run out of guts. Yeah. They never question where Clark is, though. Never. Clark has been gone. Hasn't shown up to work. That's that You should put on a missing persons. Right. At that point. Lois has been back. I think they say it's something like two, three days. No Clark. None. Zero. Zero Clark. She just left him in Niagara Falls, I guess. Presumably. Zod, Nan, and Ursa destroy their way into the Daily Planet. Yeah. Nan just goes to town on everything imaginable. I love how he splits the desk that Perry's hiding behind. <laughs> it's pretty great, isn't and it? And then lifts him up and just hits his... He just kind of bonks his head in the ceiling and he passes out. That's it. That's great. And then Lex is just going to casually walk in and use the door. Yeah, that's pretty great. <laughs> I love Gene Hackman in this movie. He does so much work. Zod doesn't understand how bargaining chips work. Right. He just understands conquering, I think. Zod asks, where is the son of Jor-El? And Lex says, I'll do you one better. That girl right there, she's going to lead you to the son of Jor-El. Right. To which Zod says, kill him. He doesn't give a damn about this information, or he has the information, now he doesn't need Lex Luthor anymore. Mm-hmm. How do you take it? I take it as he didn't need Lex. Okay. Seems like an appropriate time for Superman to show up. Yeah. He's just outside the window. Floating. I like that Lex is like, he's going to show up whenever this girl's in danger. Boom. Sure enough. Boom. On the spot. (laughs) We get a big old rooftop battle. We do. One of my favorite parts about this rooftop battle is the taxi driver right at the beginning of it who stops the car and looks up and says, this is going to be good. (laughs) (laughs) He's Superman and Zod, Nod, and Ursa just, they're getting into it. Yeah. Yeah. They start flying about. Superman's going to get smacked through the Statue of Liberty's torch. Yep, right through the torch. Because the big blue lady of Metropolis. Sorry. Right, yeah, get it right. Yep. Also, I like that it's a, it's a totally different scale than we saw in X-Men. Yeah. Is this more realistic scale, do you think? It's hard to say. Probably. I don't remember if this was in the original cut or not. I, it wasn't. It wasn't? No. The other weird thing about this movie is that the director wasn't the only person who got replaced. 
That's true. Other people who got replaced due to no longer living are Jeffrey Unsworth and John Barry. They both died before, well, Jeffrey Unsworth died before even Superman came out. He was a cinematographer on it. Right. And he's credited as cinematographer on Superman 2 of this cut, at least. And John Barry apparently died while they were making The Empire Strikes Back because he did the whole Star Wars as well. Right. And he got replaced by Robert Painter. So it makes me curious of what looks, I mean, those two are pretty much in charge of the look of the movie, aren't they? Yeah. Of what actually stuck around from their vision. I don't know. It's it's tough to say. It is tough to say. And that's why the scale shouldn't have been, the, the Statue of Liberty's Torch shouldn't have been the lead in for that. But, eh, but it makes you kind of think because we know in X Men they had to make it big so that they could so they could mess with it, do a fight. However, they on it. they yeah, did exactly. It. One thing that really bugs me about this fight though is that even though now they're at the Statue of Liberty, everyone in New York can presumably still watch this fight because the Daily Planet folk are staring at the window and they're still right. just watching whatever's happening. Well, People the thing on the street about are watching, everyone's watching, and now they're over a, a river how does this work metropolis is actually a very different city than new york and the oh. blue lady oh sorry big blue lady big blue lady of right freedom. outside of the daily yeah. planet okay i gotta learn my yeah my Come metropolis on, geography you need a map of the metro yep and it's the the metro a uh, metropolis Me- metropolis so they probably have the instead of the subway they have the undergo or yeah the, and then the instead of taxi no it's they a quiznos quiznos <laughs> <laughs> you gotta take the Quizno up uptown. Yep. Everyone knows that. Maybe it's a blimpy. It's not. No. Nope. It's never been a blimpy. Never. Never will be. Zod discovers that Superman has a weakness and it's that he cares. He cares for the human race. Yeah. Oh, oh you And he's fool. gonna try abusing that, and he tries abusing it by he starts lasering cars he with his eyeballs. Some cars on fire. And they blow up and Superman goes to try to, you know, save him. Right. Gets his attention. Then he's gonna try to blow up a tanker. An yeah. oil tanker. Oil tanker, which yep. can make a big boom. It'll make a big boom. But it's got a big old mirror on it, too. Superman runs over to that thing and holds the mirror to the lasers and lasers back. And Zod gets got. He gets got. By his own. Yeah. Yeah. Haha. <laughs> I like that a lot. You jerk. I like that. Nod, like, lands on him. Yeah. And they go underground. There's an underground fight. And you don't see any of it. No, you just hear it. And there's an earthquake. That happens while it's happening. And then they just get launched back up onto... It's great. They don't get launched back up. Well... He throws Nan through a skyscraper. Yeah. You see him go in one side and come out the other as he's flying. That is so cool. It's really cool. Holy product placement, Batman. About to get lit up with it. This Marlboro truck... Get some time. Gets a, a lot of screen lot time. A lot of time. So, so Zod throws Superman through a Marlboro truck. And it's full of Marlboro boxes. Sure is. Do you know the story behind this? Not a lot of it. All right. So the film got embroiled in a congressional investigation over Marlboro's product placement. Apparently, Philip Morris paid $43,000 for a number of placements of Marlboro cigarettes in the film, including this, the billboard, and Lois Lane being a chain smoker, which she never was in any of the comics. Right. Well, Marlboro is like the Cheerios of Superman (laughs) 2. Briefly. They're briefly. Well, I like in this cut. That uh, Dick Donner actually removed all of Lois's smoking except for like one scene, I think. It's gone. He took all of it out. I didn't even notice it until I read that just now. Of, yeah. Like, I don't remember even smoking. But there it is. Since this was a whole congressional thing, by 1998, the tobacco companies agreed, can't advertise to minors anymore. Simple as that. So this movie had nothing to do with that because this was, what, 18 years 
before that was signed. Yeah. But pretty but important product placement here. Probably started the conversation. Probably, but they especially because Marlboro trucks, any kind of truck that delivers um tobacco products is unmarked. Is it? Yeah. This one was oh, this extraordinarily was... marked. Yeah. So after he gets thrown through the Marlboro truck, Superman's going to throw Zod through a Coca-Cola billboard. Yeah, he is. So refreshing. Just shifting it. it. I guess so. So are they in Times Square now? Or a minute middle rectangle? Man, Metropolis is a funny place, isn't it? It's uh, silly. <laughs> now that Zod's removed, Ursa and Nan are going to pick up a bus full of people. Superman's going to catch this bus when they throw it. And yeah. he once again goes through the Marlboro truck. Which makes me ask you, why is every time the baddies are doing something to the good guy, he goes through a Marlboro truck, and every time the good guy is doing something to the baddie, they go through a Coca-Cola side? Hmm. That's a good question. It's a stretch of a question. I understand that. But at the same time- But you're not wrong. No. It's strange how, like, oh, the bad guys do something. Marlboro. Maybe Congress could have used that in their argument or something like that. Maybe Dick Downer's onto something. Maybe. Probably not. Superman gets kind of crushed by this bus. Yep. And all the people of, of Metropolis. They say he's dead. They're like, Superman's dead. Oh, he's dead. Spoiler alert. He's not dead. But the city of Metropolis yeah. has a Spider-Man moment. They do. They all say, let's, let's get go him. get him. If Superman can't handle him, then 50 of us should be able to do it, right? Yeah, 50? sure. 50. Cool 50? All right. Yeah. It's uh, not very popular. No, it doesn't. Because time. they... Uh, Can we call them the Zod Squad? Yes, we can. I read that in an article and I really liked it. it. The Zod Squad decide to just blow. They rely heavily on the wind power in this movie. A lot of wind power. A whole lot of wind power. But they just blow. That's it. And everyone goes flying due to this blow and cars are going flying. I'm curious what the difference is between the the wind breath and the ice breath. Because we do see Superman use the ice breath on the the tanker. Maybe he blows harder. I don't know. Is it just colder because he blows harder? I don't know. That's a great question. It's like, how does he go? How does he fly faster? Like, ask, I get that he flies. Ask Christopher Reeve in the afterlife. How does he fly faster? When you get there, we we'll figure it out. All right. Superman's very ghost alive. Christopher Reeve. Bye. Bye. <laughs> That's basically what Superman does right here. Yeah, he leaves. He. I really like the shot of how he's peeling the metal off him, and yes, all you see is, is the, the S oh, and his hands, and it's powerful as all hell. Great. And he gets out and he's standing on top of this bus, and he sees the Zod Squad blowing, and he goes. <laughs> no, I'm out. So gotta go. he just goes flies away, and now all New York. I'm just like, wait, sorry. All Metropolis thinks yeah. that he's cowards. It's what it looks like at the Daily Planet. Lex Luthor's just been leaning on a filing cabinet. More, I or less. like it. He's just just enjoying the show, just leaning, having having a blast. I don't know why he picks on the Zod Squad and questions like, why did you kill him? Zod says, I'll kill him next time. And Lex is like, no, no, right. stop saying right. that. Zod wants to have a little bit of fun with him because he was bored. He was bored and he has a challenge here, but I don't know. He tells them to kill Lex again. Well, Seems yeah. to be his move of just, hey, kill that guy. Ah, but Lex has a trump card. Yeah, he says he knows where Superman's address is. Yeah. So, do you think he's talking about, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> the address <laughs> that's a few blocks away from Lois's, as he says earlier in the movie. Yeah, for or, sure. Yeah, for no, sure. Nope, nope, no. nope, nope, nope. No. No. Uh, all he wants in return? Cuba. 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 <laughs> <laughs> this whole time, he's just that trying to- life. <laughs> he's withholding information from these super beings that are conquering the earth so he can get more. Just more small bits of- Now it's a small bit of land. How it do you is. go from Australia to Cuba? I don't know. Why? I don't know. That's... Why not take New Zealand? Why not just have that entire area? 
Yeah. I don't know. He wants to diversify. Okay. Fair. They go to Superman's address. The Fortress of Solitude. I like that, like, yeah. it's the three, it's it's the Zod Squad flying. Yeah. And you got, you should have Lex and Lois, like, lying on top of them. Yeah, does Lois fall asleep on Non at one point? I don't know. I kind of took it at that, and Non kind of likes to grab her and put her back on, but. It's weird that when Lois flies with Superman, she can just hold his hand, but here she has to be carried. Yeah. And is Lex Luthor riding on Ursa? I think so. That's weird. I'm not going to ride on Zod. That's true. That's, I, I don't know. It was just general. weird. He's just riding on this lady's back. Yeah, that is Where weird. do you grab without being inappropriate? Uh, don't ask Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask Danny DeVito. That's good advice. Superman pops on out as Zod says, you're here. Face me. Yeah. We learn that it's really just a battle of compassion versus strength. That's what it, yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Whatever else they're saying in this scene. Zod threatens know. to kill millions of people if, yeah. if Kal-El doesn't submit to him. Yeah. He wants to make him his slave. Yeah. It's exactly That's it. dark. That is pretty dark. That is dark. I don't want to kill you. I want you to be my slave Yeah, Lex forever. is playing his own game right here, too, and he's terrified of Superman. He will not oh, yeah. mess with Superman until, now that the Zod Squad's got Superman, they say, They're all right, kill, kill him. They're going to kill Lex again. They're going to kill Lex for the third time, <laughs> and he talks his way out of it. He goes and talks to Superman, like, candidly, right. under his breath, saying, right. like, I can't believe they're doing this to us. I can't believe it. This is unbelievable. Me and you, how are we going to get out of this thing? So Superman tells him his plan. His plan is that Superman was standing in this molecule chamber, I guess. Where he lost his powers prior. Yeah, and he was going to drag them in so that they lose their powers. To which Lex pops out and says, Ah, I know his plan! There he's going to trick you. You got to watch out for that Superman. Classic Lex. He's playing both sides. Gene Hackman's crushing it. He is. He's so good. He's so much fun and believable, but also sinister and conniving, and I just, I love him. The best. He's the absolute best. He's so good. So now that Lex is back on the side of the Zod squad, Zod says, Lex Luthor, ruler of Australia, activate the machine. Great. That's ridiculous, and I love it. Insane, but so great. I like how Superman kind of just submits, like, it takes him a second, and you see the thought going through Christopher Reeve's face of like, I think I'm fucked. Because even Zod says, like, you're one, we're three, we got the same powers, dude. Yeah. This is not going to end well. Get in the chamber. It's time. Hop on in. He gets in the chamber. He pops on out. Yeah. The whole place turns red. Yeah. Comes out. Zod says, take my hand and swear eternal loyalty to Zod. Superman kneels before him. Superman kneels because he's a human boy. And he grabs his hand and he crushes Crushes that Crushes it. God, I love it. It's so great. I have a little problem with what he does next. He stands up, and he throws Zod, just a human, non-powerful Zod, Yep, against the wall, and he falls to his death. Yep. That happens. Superman kills a man. Yep. And then Nan goes, oh, boss, more or less. And tries to and fly tries to him. And tries to fly to him, and he, he falls down the Because he's too. not such a bright boy. Yep. And I really like this part of how Ursa was holding Lois this whole time. Yes. And Lois realized, like, oh, hey, this bitch doesn't have any powers anymore. <laughs> and she turns around, and she punches her. Fun fact. Yep. During one of the one take of this shot, Margot Kidder actually her? actually punched Sarah Douglas. Okay, and knocked her out. Wow. Yeah, you got a haymaker. Apparently, cool. The baddies are gone. That's it. It's just Lex. It's just Lex. And Lex goes. Ah, I'm glad our plan worked. Oh, he's so funny. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. He's so so. I love good. that. And I love that Clark just knew he would betray him. 
Yeah, he kind of figured into it. He's like, I can't figure out this. It's a frenemy. I feel like this whole thing is a frenemy. And he reversed yeah. the machine so that they would lose their power. It's brilliant. Yeah, but I feel like, again, Lex Luthor, frenemy. Yeah. Is he is a threat to humanity and he's crazy, yada, yada. But it seems like Superman knows he has it under control yeah. most of the time of like, I can predict this dude. He's not that scary. Right. Just he's a wild card. All he wants you is You never know what he's going to do. Give him, <laughs> give him an island or two. He'll be fine. Right. This is the part of the movie that also concerns me. Yeah. First of all, where's Lex in any of this? Because Superman and Lois are going to leave the Fortress of Solitude. Yep. No idea where Lex is. There's there's a deleted scene where Lex gets taken away by the Arctic police. There can't be a deleted scene about anything because this was a Richard Donner cut 26 years later. On the Blu-ray. 36 years On the later. Blu-ray, there's like six or seven deleted oh scenes. Oh my God. Arctic police? The only one I watched was, where does Lex go? <laughs> That's the right one to watch then. Yeah. Superman and Lois are going to talk about what? I'm still unsure. Uh, emotions. Yeah. How Lois says, like, well, now that this happened, we can't be together. I don't, I don't understand why they I can't be together. I still don't understand why they can't be together. But... I really don't either. And they kiss, and for some reason it seems like it's, like, their first kiss. But we also know, but that, we they, also know they, that they fucked. They went to Bone Town. So. Yeah. So. What? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Do you know what this was supposed to be? <sighs> yeah, I'm familiar. This is the amnesia kiss. It's terrible. Where? She doesn't know anymore. It's dumb. How he removed her memories. This was the Lester cut. Dumb. Yep. Is it though? Yes. Yeah, no, you're right. But there is basis for it in the comics. It's used extremely rarely. Yeah. Like twice ever, I yeah, think. But it's another but thing. Still. It's another thing. It might be better than this ending that we're about to get, but, but. it's not a great ending. No. She could have just kept the secret. She could have. She says your secret's safe with me. That would have been... And I don't know why. Clark's not very trusting, I feel like, No, anybody. that's what it seems like. Not even of himself because of all the stuff that happened in this movie. Right. Either way, I don't know. We're going to go to the fucking balcony again. The balcony where all the dreams were ruined in the first movie. Yep. We're back. We're back. The balcony of ruined dreams. Lois has been crying. Yeah. The lighting in this suggests that her face has more water on it than Niagara Falls had earlier in the movie. It looks ridiculous. Apparently. Real tears. Holy she, hell! Yeah, that she, girl's gonna be dehydrated by the time like, they're uh, this. She was like, she was like, no, I got this. Really? Yeah. Okay. They're gonna do the fake tears, and she's like, no, I saw that blood earlier on Superman. Yeah, and at this point is where she says that the secret's safe with her. Right. Questions. I have so many questions, and then for some reason, Dick Donner edits in Perry White in a bathrobe, smoking a cigar, about to brush his teeth. Yep. Directly after this scene, yep. I don't understand what's after, happening right Lois now. Lois is like up, up, and away, and then we got Perry White brushing his teeth. Lois starts writing a story. Yeah. At her. Typewriter, your secret's safe from me. I'm gonna go write a story. Yeah, and then time starts doing just weird shit. Yeah, it turns out that this movie is going to use its true original ending, and good on it. That's respectful. Yeah, how we know that in Superman, they used the ending of Superman two in Superman because they didn't have an ending. Dick Donner said, "I'm keeping my original ending." Yeah, we do the flyback in time again, and we, here we it makes a hell of a lot more sense. It makes more sense, a little more sense. It's. Bear, no, it's not. No, no, nope. doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense at all. You're right. So, <laughs> he reminds time to undo all the events of the everything, movie. Everything, the whole everything, everything we just sat through is now nothing. But because somehow, yeah. also, Zadnan and Ursa are dead, but now they're alive again. They're back in the Phantom Zone. Yeah, they're flying about. Doesn't what, what did he do with, with the, the missile? missile? I don't know. Did he go far enough back that that never happened either? Because I don't understand. No, I don't understand either. And did he undo the time? first movie? I, I, I don't know. 
Because the I mean the bad sense. guys are now still alive. Everything that was destroyed, the Washington Monument's whole again, the torch and the blue lady of liberty is blue now lady, yeah, uh, is whole again. Freedom lady. Yep. And now we're just at the Daily Planet and Clark's gonna stumble in and Lois and Perry clearly are out of it. Yeah. Of like they, there's a like, deja vu thing of like what's happening. Something's here. wrong here. Lois is like, I feel like I'm sitting on the story of my life, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah, and it was weird because earlier in the movie, when we first saw Lois sitting at her desk, there's a clock in the background, and it's a prominent thing. And the time of that clock says 9.03, I'm assuming a.m., because they're going to work. Sure. Here, Lois asked for a pizza. I don't yeah. know why. I don't know why Lois asked for pizza. She Even does Clark, ask for pizza. Clark questions why she needs why a pizza, too. Pizza? And she says, I'll pay for half of it, to which Clark goes, hmm, okay, I'll take it on. He says, no, wait, I'll pay for the whole thing. And she says, oh, you really are super. And in the background, there's a clock. Yeah. It's the only other thing in the scene. And it says 9, 10 a.m. So I don't understand, like, why would you feature a clock? That's weird. That has times that similar, but, but that different. different. Like, the, why are you featuring a clock when you're not going to use the clock in order to help us tell this story? That's weird. And it was twice. Maybe it's because before he set time back, it was nighttime. So she'd be hungry for pizza, dinner food. But now it's 9 a.m. And they're like... Ah, see? Still got the like, craving, so like, though. It's like time. Like, they're still the same people, and the things happened, but, like, not really. But nothing happened. Nothing happened. It Legitimately, this no movie sense. was a waste of time. It then, makes no when you sense, look at it. and I hate it. This part annoys the hell out of me. It's the damn balcony. It, it does it again. The balcony strikes again. The balcony strikes again. Not as bad this time. It's not nearly as bad. No poetry, and that makes it yeah. at least half There's better. no panties. There's no poetry. It's <laughs> She's probably still wearing the panties. I'm, no lead planter. Then again. After the Daily Planet, Clark's going to go back to the diner where he got his ass kicked earlier. What's going on with I this, hate scene? this scene? I, I laughed at the scene because I was like, ha ha, Clark's going to get revenge. And I went, yeah. wait, that's wait. fucking Superman. Why is Superman, Why get Superman getting revenge? On a thing that now has not happened. Has not happened. So that doesn't sit well there's with There's a me. mean diner guy. Yeah, he's, he's calling the food there garbage. To which Clark comes in the door. He says, that's funny. I've never seen garbage eating, eating garbage, garbage before. <laughs> and he tells the guy that he's in his favorite seat. The guy says, hey, come, come get it. To which the diner owner says that he just had the joint fixed and it cost him a fortune, which means that everything that happened at the diner- It happen, but- It happened. So somehow we- Unless there was a separate fight it of seems destroying like a place the diner. Maybe, maybe fights happen there a lot. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I wrote the same thing. I'm like, do the diner folks recognize him? Because he's like, I've been working out. Oh, they're terrified. They're moving back and everything like that. Right. But even but like, he, the guy's going to punch Clark and he presumably breaks his hand on Clark's- Stomach or whatever, or whatever, it is. yeah, yeah. And then Clark spins the chair super fast, and the guy rises He's up. Whatever he takes him, he throws him across the whole entire bar table that's there at the diner, and into a pinball machine, and hands him a wad of money to and pay also, for the damages. He, yeah, that's exactly it. And then, then he goes flying the space. That's the movie. That's yeah. Superman too. They ended it on what? a shitty thing what? that Superman wouldn't do. No, because this did this happen or did it not happen? I don't know. That's the whole problem with this ending of the movie. And the fact is. This movie kicks ass. I it love does. this movie. It's great. This it's is a so really, good. really good movie. If this is had... arguably one of the most enjoyable movies we've done so far in, what, 17 episodes? Yeah. I love this movie. It's a great movie. It's a lot of fun. This ending makes no sense! But the ending makes no sense. If they had ended it at the Fortress of Potitude, I keep saying that, at the Fortress of Solitude, <laughs> and, you know, actually included the scene of Lex being taken away by the Arctic police, whoever they are, and then just been like, she's like, I'll keep your secret, credits. Something like that would have been, been better. okay, I guess. But for some but, reason, they had to undo her memories now. They had to undo everything that happened in the world. I don't know. It's a I feel like it would have been a thing. stronger message if Clark just let her be with the memories. 
I agree. It makes you kind of think like Richard Donner, was this the true original? Like, was it this sloppy at the end there? Why is Superman having to get revenge on either this man who's A, innocent, or B, your timeline broke? Right. And now you didn't fix it when you thought you fixed it? Right. I don't know. It's, It's dicey. It's a mess. Yeah. Watch this movie. It's amazing. It's great. This is a phenomenal superhero movie. There's a note at the end of the credits. Yeah. I didn't see it. Oh. What is it? Dick Donner leaves a note that says, uh, this movie was filmed in the 70s. Sure. Before we knew the harms of fur trade and tobacco products. And he does not condone the use of either that is portrayed in the film. It's a nice touch. Yeah. Fine. That was needed, I'd say. We agree this movie's awesome. Yes. Let's find out who else thinks this movie's awesome. Okay. Do you remember what Roger Ebert gave Superman? Not at all. Four stars. Nice. Do you know what he gave Superman 2? Also four stars? Correct. Nice. Superman 2 begins in midstream and never looks back, aside from a brief recap of the first movie. Letting you know, by the way, let's talk about the Lester cut. Okay. It's important. I was going to ask. In many ways, it's a repeat of the last 90 minutes of the film. It has the same key characters, including Archville and Lex Luthor. It continues the love story of Lois Lane and Superman, not to mention the strange relationship of Lois and Clark Kent. The movie's most intriguing insight is that Superman's disguise as Clark Kent isn't a matter of looks as much as mental attitude. Clark is disguised not by his glasses, but by his ordinariness. Beneath his meek exterior, of course, is concealed a superhero. And the movie subtly hints, isn't that the case with us all? Brian's wearing glasses right now. Take them off. How you feeling? A little more super. Roger, man. Does Roger Ebert think I'm a superhero? He must. Is Roger Ebert a superhero? Roger Ebert from January 1st, 1981 thinks you're a superhero. Oh, what a sweet guy. That's exactly it. He didn't even know I was going to exist. He had no idea. Rotten Tomatoes. Do you remember what it gave Superman? Not at all. 94%. No, that's good. That's way up there. Do you know where it fell on the list of top 67? No, I don't recall. 18. Oh, yeah. That's a big boy movie. That is a big one. That is up, up, and away. Hey, hey. Superman 2, 1-100, go. Also 94. 85%. Oh. Not much less. And in the top 67, number 35. Wow. There's a big gap in that 67 list. Not really. No? No. I feel like... 18 to 35? It's not bad for two movies that are now, I mean... That's true. How old when it comes down to it? It's Old enough. Yeah, but... These are the ones that kind of get overlooked at this age. Simple as that. You get surrounded by a lot of the MCU, a lot of the oh, of DCEU course. now. So, so these, these two are still holding this up. High, yeah. yeah, they're holding up for sure. And we have a lot of issues with both of them. Yeah, we do. But at the same time, they're pretty great, aren't they? They are. I mean, the first one is great to a point, and then it falls apart. This one, same, but at least it falls apart after the resolution of the plot. That's true. <laughs> Some reviews from Rotten Tomatoes. There's a few very sassy ones. Oh, I bet. I'll lead it off with, it just says, Variety Staff from Variety. A solid, classy, cannily constructed piece of entertainment which gets down to action almost immediately. Not wrong. Yeah. David Kerr of Chicago Reader said, as good a matinee movie as could be imagined. That's like a little backhanded. Yeah. Watch this in the afternoon. You'll love it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, don't spend your money to go see it late at night, but definitely go see it like noon. This one was weird. This was Richard Schickel from Time Magazine. He said, let's face it, times change, and Superman and Friend have sweetly embraced the spirit of the 80s as well as each other. Hmm. I don't know how this embraced the spirit of the 80s. I don't know either. You got me? Didn't feel like a period piece to me. 
Bruce McKay from the Boston Globe said, The problem is that the film is too unwieldy to maintain any consistency of humor and tone. Whenever the relationship starts to develop, the film has to break away for a stunt, leaving you feeling depressed and depleted. I don't know. I don't know either. I never felt depressed or depleted during the entire movie. No, I thought it was enjoyable through and through. Yeah. Might as well read the last one here. Gary Arnold from the Washington Post. What seems to have been lost is the straightforward, heroic exuberance of the original film, despite Reeves' gallant and endearing efforts. Hmm. I thought it had more. By a lot. I'm curious. Does These the, are all Lester. Does the Donner Cut have its own Rotten Tomatoes page? It does not. No, oh, that's unfortunate because I learned something about Richard Lester. Oh? He claimed he had never heard of Superman before he was hired. You're kidding me. He was uh, an American expat living in England, and he said he had never heard of Superman and that comic books weren't allowed in his house when he was a child. So naturally, we're going to hire this man to right. direct the Superman. And he's going to try to invoke the feeling of comic books, which he's not allowed to have when he was a kid. Jeez. Why? I don't understand Hollywood at all. And the thing was that the Salkines tried to get Guy Hamilton onto this movie. Right. And he wasn't available for a lot of reasons. Yeah. As we said in Superman, he, he wasn't allowed to film in England. He right. wasn't allowed there. I know they actually had a wait to use Richard Lester because he was filming a movie called Cuba. And once he became available, they hired him as the second, well, I don't even know if it was a second AD, but it was definitely second unit director. Yeah. And it was kind of to oversee everything that was happening with Richard Donner. And Richard Donner and Richard Lester actually formed like a partnership almost. And right. they got along totally fine. Yeah. From what I understand. They, I don't know. They were buddies. I found a review for the Richard Donner cut, by the way. Oh. It's from Screen Rant, from Vic Holterman. All it says is, short version. This is the Superman sequel that should have been vastly superior to the ridiculous theatrical release. That's it. I appreciate that. That's all that. you need. Yep. That is perfect. Accurate to the you point. You should check out the Lester version one day. I, I would like to. It's interesting, and it's should, not as good. Should we add it to UB2? Is it <sighs> worth it? I think for a short it is, but not for a full length, because, you know, a lot of it's the same. That's true. Okay. Unless you like, I mean, there's an Eiffel Tower. There's a Leaning Tower of Pisa. Yeah, I heard there's a totally different intro. The intro is, I believe it's non-killing someone for some reason. Oh, okay. If I almost remember right. And then it just becomes, it's a, like a white scene. He kills someone and then it fades to black under the hula hoops or something like that. I could be making that up hmm. from like a crazy dream I had. I'm nearly positive that's what it is, but I've been wrong before. Sounds like it could be right. Could yeah, be we're late in this episode. Libations. Libations. Fun fact about this movie. Yeah. Television spot for the film was the first commercial to ever air on MTV. That's pretty neat. Yeah. So there you go. I like that. I want my MTV. Yeah. Superman 2. I must have been like, I don't know. What do you think? Three music videos and then a Superman ad? I would say so. This sounds about right. Yeah. In early versions of the script, there was a fourth Kryptonian. I heard. Jack L? Jack L. That's a brutal name. He was, uh, <laughs> he was supposed to be an evil prankster. Ooh. Psychopathic jokester whose pranks and practical jokes are only funny to him when they cause death and suffering to others. So the Joker. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah. That works then. I like how it's only the three. Yeah. I do too. The three here. They are didn't terrific. need comic relief. For no, the, and I like how there's three because the they guys. kind of stay in formation most yeah. of the time. These are terrifying. They are. They're so just uncomfortable I think, to look I at. I think having a prankster one would have taken away from their. Their screen the presence. ominous tone yeah. that's like laid out before them because they don't have any emotions right. for the most part. They just walk. Yeah. And they understand they're that they're more powerful than everyone. They're to take over. These might be the best villains we've seen so far. 
if you throw Lex into the group, I would say yeah. The, well, he creates the fearsome foursome. Exactly. What do you say we uh, give this thing a super stuff score? Let's do it. Superman 2. Setting. I'm torn on this one. Me too. Because, yeah, it's New York. We know it's New York. We know it's, it's Metropolis, New York. fine, but we see but it's a also bit of it. The Fortress of, Solitude. Fortress of Solitude. We get East Houston, Illinois, Idaho. Iowa? I- Iowa. And I, I state. state <laughs> which is fun because Houston. Uh-huh. Yeah, the world we get building the moon, itself, we, we kind of get a Krypton early on, too. A little bit, yeah. We know where we Shots are. Shots of Krypton that we didn't get in the first movie. No, and there was a whole bit of dialogue that we didn't get in the first movie. It was kind of just thrown yeah. in there, wasn't it? I kind of want to give this a one. I think it's fair. We're all over the place, I mean, and we always we, know where we yeah, are. Yeah, we, And the setting itself is, we get a city fight, and, he, and we were actually as using much, the city. As much as I dislike that Metropolis is just New York. Yeah. When you look past it, works. It, it works. Yeah. Style and tone. I'm going to go 0. 0.5. I it's, think that's It's fair. a rehash of the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's a better score than the lesser cut would have gotten. Probably. Yeah. Hero. This is tough. Because it's Superman. This one He's is tough. great, but he gives up his powers for a girl. And then he wants them back and then he, instantly. And he beats up a guy who may or may not be guilty of if, anything. Yeah, I would, no, I would say that if that last diner scene wasn't there, it's a one. Yes. But because that last diner scene is there, I kind of want to give it a zero. Oh, But wow. I feel like that's too harsh. That is 0.25. Because he does have to, he does outsmart the villains. Right, right. And he understands he that he cannot beat them physically. Them. So once again, oh. we He's I'll good. go point five. Point five is fair. I'll go point five. Point five. Villains? One. That's a one. Easy one. Easy. Oh, Lex is so good. Females. I'm gonna go one. I think that's fair. I think Ursa kicks ass, and I think Lois is she tricks Superman and she's being just a character right. for once. Right. It's not a prop. She's amazing. Oh, she's great. Huge fan. Story motivation. That's weird because this, there's a couple different stories going on. Right. Where you have the whole, I'm going to give up my powers for a girl thing, but that's not the story. That's not the story. That's just a beat of the movie. Right. I think that the story is Zod conquering Earth, but it's so quick. Like, this version was an hour 55, I think. Yeah. And weirdly enough, the Donner cut is 10 minutes shorter yeah. than the Lester cut. Which is another reason it's better. Think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go I'll go point five. Because I think it is kind of misplaced. Yeah. But it's, but it, it, it's pretty good. It's not, it's not yeah. terrible. Music. It's a one. It's John fucking Williams. It's but not, sometimes it's, it's not. It's not John Williams for the whole movie, though. Yeah, but- Because John Williams did not return as composer because yeah. basically what happened was he got a screening with the Salkines and with Richard Lester. What a miserable screening. And uh, Salkine left the room, and Williams and Lester apparently got into an argument. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, when yeah. and when Ilias Salkine returned to the room, William said, I cannot get along with this man. Wow. And left the production. So Ken Thorne was hired Ken to fill Thorne. out the rest of the, the music that they didn't pull from the first movie. And other people, other places have claimed, oh, he had to go do Empire or he had to do Raiders. I'm pretty sure it's whatever argument he got in to with Lester during the screening. Even, I'm willing to give it a 0. 0.75. Okay. I think that's... I think 0. 0.75 uh, is... Yeah, it's, I gotta get... You know John what, fucking though? Williams. It's I love John, him. It I is love John him. fucking Williams. I'll give it a 0. 0.75, and I'll, I'll feel you know bad what? about it. Fair. Impact on the genre. This is our first ever superhero sequel. And I think it's better than the original. And it is better than the original. One. I love it. And it still holds up. It really, really does. 
there hasn't been a better Superman movie since. No, there hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> parents. This okay. is tricky because we had a parent. We had a parent. He was, he was there. A, he was kind of a ghost dad. He was kind of a ghost dad. So he was kind of not there, but kind of there. But he had to But he give did up. have to yeah. sacrifice his being. I'll go point two five. I like it. I think it counts. One-liners. It's a one. It's a one. Man, this movie crushes it again. Oh, it's so good. And that's going to give us a decent score. 7.5. That's not decent. That's way the hell up there. That is a, that's a wow. good score. I, you know what? I'm so happy about this. I said it last week that I love this movie, and I hope it held up, and it held up even better, I feel like. Do you know what I really like about a 7.5? What? Superman had a 7. You're kidding me. <laughs> we said it was better. We did it again. We did it again. We did it again. All right. I love it. It defies all odds. But once again, the Super Stuff score comes through. That's enough DC for me. I think that's, that's probably good for a while on the DC. What are we talking about next week? I think next week we dive back into the MCU. Ooh. Talk about a god. Bob Vila. Get the hammers. This old house? Yep. This old Thor. This old Thor. (laughs) Next week, we got Thor. Thor. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and all the other podcast apps. And you can like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Caped Podcasters. If you have any questions, comments, you like the Lester cut, you're, you're wrong. But if you do and you want to yell at us for not liking it as much, or maybe you think the original Superman's better, send That's us fine. an email. Yeah, go for it. Send us an email about literally anything. Yes. Didn't get any emails yet about Dave liking Green Lantern. Green Lantern's a good movie. And that's a travesty. Give me more ammo. Green so, Lantern, good movie. Deal with it. You can email your thoughts on that to katepodcasters at gmail.com. So we'll see you next week for Thor. For Thor. Same pod time, same pod channel. Superman 2. Dave, what do you think happens post-credits? What I think happens post-credits is Alexander Salkind is sitting at his computer waiting for the Rotten Tomatoes score to refresh on Superman 2. He sees it has an 85% certified fresh. And he says, I think it's time for Superman 3. Flash forward three years. 1983, Superman 3 comes out. He's waiting for that Rotten Tomatoes score and it comes up as 24%. And he goes, (laughs) All right, well, that's not what we wanted. It's Richard Pryor. It's, he, he didn't do a good job. He was a bad, a bad Superman. Oh, we got to change the script. Let's do a Supergirl. Flash forward one year to Supergirl, also executive produced by Alexander Salkine. Naturally. He's sitting at his computer again, waiting for the Rotten Tomato score to update, and it comes out 10%. <laughs> Alexander Salkine says, no more Superman. I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> The end. That's amazing. We got to talk about Supergirl one day. One day. It's 10%. It's in UB2. It's up to him. Brian, what do you think happens? Well, as we know, when when Lois and, and Clark were having their emotional discussion toward the end of the movie, Clark kind of, uh, or I guess Superman, destroyed the Fortress of Solitude with his heat vision. Right. Well, post credits, we're going to go back to the Arctic where there's this pile of rubble.
that is the former Fortress of Solitude. And out of the rubble is going to climb one person dressed in all red. <laughs> okay. It's Miss Tessmaga! Oh, jeez. And she's got a trail of toilet paper stuck to her heel. 